We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We're part of the Blue Iron Network. I'm Ricky O'Donnell. As always, I'm here with Jason Patton. Jason, we're talking about DeMar DeRozan. Named today is an all-star starter. It's the fifth time in DeRozan's career he's been named an all-star. I believe it's the third time he started the game. I believe that's right. He's going to be in the Eastern Conference lineup, uh, playing next to Trey Young in the backcourt, flanked by Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid and Kevin Durant. We'll see if Durant plays. He's currently sidelined with the knee. I believe he's been ruled out or reported he's probably going to miss, so he'll have a replacement. But I think he still picks his team. I think he picks his as the captain. Yeah. Happened last year as well. Durant was named the captain of the All-Star game. Couldn't play in the All-Star game, but uh, still made picks for each side as the captain. That's the format the All-Star game does now. It's been doing it for the last few years. LeBron is the other captain, uh, but DeMar DeRozan from the worst signing of the off season to an all-star starter, well-deserved for DeRozan. I know that uh, there was a chance Zach Levine could be named a starter as well. That did not happen. Trey Young has that other starting backcourt spot. Levine, you can argue he'll be the sixth man or the seventh man along with James Harden, but uh, he was certainly in the mix to be an all-star starter as well. But, Damar getting the starting nod, pretty unbelievable, dude. For as optimistic as I think me and you were when that signing got announced, uh, a lot of the criticisms that were levied against the DeRozan signing, we thought were a little silly at the time. But with that being said, I don't think anyone could have sat here the day the Bulls acquired DeMar DeRozan and said he's going to start the All-Star game and the Bulls are going to be one of the top seeds in the Eastern Conference uh, when you factor in all of the injuries and all the bouts with COVID that the team has sustained, DeRozan has really been the one constant in the Bulls rise up the standings this year. Uh, his ability to take care of the ball and excel in crunch time situations has been one of the reasons the Bulls are basically unstoppable in close games. If the Bulls are in a close game, chances are they're winning it. That's how it's been all year. 
His ability to constantly generate free throws has been such a consistent form of offense for the team. And overall, he just seems like a great guy and great teammate. So this is a richly deserved honor for DeMar DeRozan. And uh, it's really been a joy to watch him the first half of this season with the Bulls. Absolutely. And I'll admit, I mean, I was skeptical uh, about the signing coming in. It seemed like it was a lot of money. They gave up another first to get him. Uh, I mean, I knew he was still pretty good from his Spurs days. He was kind of like toiling away in obscurity with this, with mediocre Spurs teams. But certainly, as you said, this has turned out way better than we could have ever imagined. He's found a new life here in Chicago. Uh, he just seems like he's really enjoying himself. He did a great interview with, I believe, Taylor Rooks of Bleacher Report that just came out yesterday, just talking about uh, just how much he is really just enjoying his time with the Bulls. And uh, so go check that out if you have not. Uh, yeah. And then basically everything you said, I know some people quibbled and you can probably quibble about his place as his status as a guard on the all-star ballot. I mean, at this point, I don't know even know why they bother with positions anymore. Uh, it's like, whatever, but like, whatever. I mean, he still plays like point guard for like the bench unit. So like he does play some guard. I know like whatever, when he's playing with next to Zach Lonzo Caruso, like he's kind of like the power, maybe like the three or the four there, but whatever, man, like he does, he deserves to get in. And like, if he was on the front court, he probably would not have made it because it was Durant. I guess he probably would have like been maybe the replacement starter for Durant, Durant, Embiid, Giannis, those, those other front court guys getting in yeah, uh, DeRozan on that guard spot. Sounds great to me, even if people quibble with that. And I know I think by position, again, he doesn't really play that much guard, but, and then in terms of Zach, uh, he's going to make it obviously, as you said, like he's he'll, he'll get voted in his reserve. I think I saw that, uh, I wasn't actually watching live. I was kind of following on Twitter. I wasn't watching live the TNT show. I think I saw that Ernie said that the players actually voted for Zach Levine over Trey young. Um, but the fan vote went to Trey young. Zach was third in, in fan vote. And then I'm not sure what the, how the media, I haven't seen those media results yet and how that went. Uh, but the fan vote, I think is like 50% of that. But uh, I guess it's not surprising that the players went for Zach over Trey Young. I feel like the Trey Young doesn't have many fans among other players. Uh, they probably just don't like how he plays. So like that doesn't really make that doesn't really surprise me. But Trey Young is putting up huge numbers this season. I know the Hawks aren't very good. They are. They have started to make a little run here again. But Trey is putting up like twenty eight nine and something pretty good efficiency. So I get it. Hawks are a good offense. So not not going to sweat that one. It would have been cool if it was Zach and Demar starting together in the all uh, or at least whatever team they, they were on. It'd be cool if they were both starters, but uh, congrats to DeMar. As you said, well-deserved. A future congrats to Zach. He'll get in for his second year in a row. Uh, it's just nice to be relevant here with an all-star starter and then an all-star reserve. The Bulls will have two all-stars, and that's it's pretty damn cool this season. Yeah, my first question is, is it possible Levine could replace Durant if oh, Durant yeah. hurt? Because Durant's a front court guy, Levine's a back court guy, so I don't yeah. know if they need to stick to those rules. I would guess they will, play. but I don't know. But it's either going to be Harden or Levine, you would think, replacing Durant as a starter. Uh, so it'll be cool to see Zach get in. Definitely deserves it. The big news of the day in terms of the all-star announcements is Andrew Wiggins starting for the West. Uh Huge push from Warriors fans. Apparently, he was getting like K-pop TikTok stars voting for him, pushing him too. I just saw that on Twitter. I didn't verify it, so if it's wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, Wiggins averaging 18 points a game, shooting 40% from three. Uh, I'm shocked that Andrew Wiggins is an All-Star starter, 
it is ridiculous, first of all, because he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve to be an all-star at all, let alone an all-star starter. I am happy for Wiggins, though, as someone who has really covered him since he came to the United States to play basketball. I wrote a big story on Wiggins in 2013 at SB Nation uh, at the McDonald's All-American game. I interviewed him and uh, just sort of like watched the Wiggins hype machine roll on through that week. So uh, I certainly never thought Andrew Wiggins was going to get to a point in his career where he would be an all-star starter after he had such a poor beginning with the Minnesota Timberwolves. But, you know, clearly the Warriors knew what they were doing in trading D'Angelo Russell for Wiggins. Wiggins has sort of filled that Harrison Barnes role uh, that Barnes had on the early championship teams for the Warriors. Of course, Wiggins started his career in Minnesota playing next to Zach Levine. Now, Levine has clearly become the better player. So I'm a little salty about the fact that, you know, those two guys (laughs) entered the league at the same time. And Wiggins is the one getting this charity vote to be an all-star starter where Zach doesn't have that honor yet. But I think at this point, obviously, it's no debate. Zach Levine's a superior player. Andrew Wiggins is sort of just a guy who makes a lot of money and is is decent. I mean, he's definitely a solid starter in the NBA. But the fact that he's an all-star starter over his teammate Draymond Green, who obviously has had injury issues this year, uh, his availability has been limited. But it's it's just a joke that Wiggins is starting. And when you go back to the young timber pups back in the day – you know, Wiggins might have won this battle, but Zach won the war. <laughs> yeah. Looking at, I'm seeing some tweets right now. It looks like Wiggins was third in fan voting, which we knew. Fifth in player vote, which, I mean, that's just kind of crazy. And then sixth in media. Uh, that, yeah, that's just crazy. And, I mean, you talk about Zach. Like, Carl Anthony Towns pro- probably could have been one of the other front court starters. So, like, former teammates, Timberwolves teammates there. Uh, I wonder how Cat is feeling about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you could you could have talked me into like Wiggins being like one of the last guys on the All Star roster. He's having a really nice season, uh, taking on top defensive like guarding guys. He's been playing really good defense. He has been much more efficient scoring this season. Uh, so you could talk me into him being like the twelfth or thirteenth guy. But I mean, just in general, I think this is just another example of why positions just shouldn't be a thing. I mean, just think like and like the fact that like Devin Booker, Chris Paul, or like Luca isn't starting. Because they're backcourt guys, so you got Andrew Wiggins there instead. I mean, that's just stupid. Just get rid of positions. Let fan let these people pick the top five. Who cares? Like it's an all star game. Who cares if uh, like there's like three, like four point guards starting or like a couple big guys starting? Who gives a shit? Just play. Start the best players. Uh, and that's how you won't get Andrew Wiggins all star starter. Like I said, yeah, good for him. It's nice to see him thriving in a in a perfect role for him playing next to Steph, playing next to Draymond. Now Clay's back too. Um, and I mean Wiggins is better than Clay right now because Clay's still trying to work his way back. But uh, yeah, I mean a very stupid as an All Star starter. But whatever, I don't want to hate too much. Good for him. Uh, and that's really all I have to say about that. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? 
you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and so the All-Star Reserves will be announced February 3rd. I believe that's a week from next week, today, yeah. next Thursday. And then a week after that, we'll have the All-Star Draft, where the two captains, LeBron James and Kevin Durant, will select players. The teams are not broken down by conference, so you can uh, just pick players from either conference. It'll be cool to see where DeMar goes. It'll be cool to see where Levine goes amongst the reserves. Is he going to be the first pick amongst the reserves? That'll be kind of fun to see. Uh, And in general, dude, like uh, what a stretch of ball for Levine, for DeRozan. Levine, you know, before this season, had never won four games in a row. Now he's got an Olympic gold medal. Now he's got multiple long winning streaks. Uh, Very happy for Zach's success. And then I just can't say enough about DeMar, like is a, is a leader on the team, is a person, is a guy just seems like uh, he's a real dude, you know? And I think that's, that is the main reason why he has respect from his peers is just his level of authenticity. And uh, it seems like DeMar, you know, we, we've both watched DeMar as general fans of the NBA for many years. We saw him come up short. We saw him get traded. Uh, you know, we've seen all-star seasons from him in Toronto before, but it just feels like this was always his destiny, right? To have like this sort of old man Kobe game and just be able to, be good and refined and skilled in all these ways that sort of zag or go against the grain of uh, the NBA's modern trends. And to see DeRozan fully tap in to, I think, both his work ethic and his skill level, like those two things converging to form this player who is so technically sound and, you know, so good at the nuances of the game, the footwork, the ability to get guys to bite on pump fakes, uh, the way to get consistent free throw attempts without foul baiting, like the same way Trey Young and James Harden have done throughout their careers. It's just been really remarkable for DeMar. So uh, DeMar, not a perfect player for sure, but he's been pretty damn close to one since he's come to the Bulls. I'm just really happy for the guy. It's been an honor to have him on my favorite team. Absolutely. And looks like they just released the actual, like the full voting results here. Uh, Zach, indeed, number two in play for player voting on guards behind Tamar with Trey Young third. And then it won't uh, fan rank, media rank. It was Tamar, Trey Young, Zach Levine, top three. Um, I mean, looking at this, like if we're looking at Durant replacements, if they do take a front court guy, it looks like it would be Jason Tatum. If not, if they took anybody, it would be Zach. Uh, Zach was third behind DeMar and Trey. So he'd be above Harden. So like if they can take from anybody, looks like it'd be Zach. If they do have to take a front court guy to replace Duran as a starter, it looks like it'd be Tatum. Uh, we even got Vooch on this front court list at the, the very last name here, ninth in player rank, 12th in fan rank, not surprising. And then uh, fourth in media rank, looks like a bunch of guys tied. So he was the last guy on this list. Let's use that to transition here to talk a little briefly here about this Bulls Raptors game last night where Vooch played a hero role with the dagger three-pointer, uh, did have another really strong game. Uh, what, it was like 17, 15, and 8, almost had a triple-double. He was really solid at the start. Um, obviously, the Bulls dominated the first half and then kind of fell apart in the second before finally pulling the game out at the end. Again, Vooch with a dagger three-pointer. Um, this is very similar to the first Raptors game that they played this season up in Toronto, where the Bulls were up 20 in the third quarter. 
Toronto starts playing, wrapping up their defense, trapping, using their long athletes, uh, and the Bulls just fall apart. And it happened again in this game last night. But again, just like that first game, the Bulls were able to make just enough plays to pull it out. And so this is a couple games in a row now where the Bulls <laughs> fall apart uh, after building a big lead, but still end up pulling it out. So we've seen that happen a few times this year when team when they get a big lead, they kind of take the foot off the gas. When te- the other team starts ramping up their defensive pressure, the Bulls kind of fade. They they said their offense. They were taking way too long to get into their offense. Some bad turnovers. Even Demar had a few bad turnovers. We talked about after that Thunder game how Demar is so important when teams do try to speed the Bulls up. Even Demar had a few bad possessions. Uh, and the Bulls' offense was just kind of t- a total shit show in that third and fourth quarter. Again, they did made just enough plays. But it was nice to see Vooch have another strong game, two in a row. We'll see if he can make it three when they play the Spurs on Friday night. Uh, DeMar had a, did have a nice game, 29, I think 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, Zach Levine had 23, I think 8-8. Eight and eight. He kind of did a thing where similar to the Thunder game where he played really well in the first half, was awful for most of the second half, did have a huge and-one bucket after the Raptors took, had taken their first lead of the game with, with a few minutes left in the fourth quarter. Finally answered back with a bucket after looking pretty awful in the second half himself. Uh, so what takeaways from that game, again, again, another near collapse, but the Bulls pulled it out to get to 30 wins. They have 30 and 17, so they're still just a half game behind the heat. Takeaways from the win over the Raptors. Number one takeaway, Raptors got to be one of the most annoying teams to play against. I mean, they yeah. play like an actual pack of Raptors. When you saw the <laughs> Raptors in Jurassic Park back in the day, so quick to the ball, so ferocious, so damn annoying. I was you know, in a text thread telling my buds, you can't go around the Raptors because they got too much length, too much quickness. You got to go right through them. And I think there were a couple times late in that game where the Bulls finally were able to get downhill. They had some success, most notably an and one finish by Zach Levine late in the fourth quarter. Bulls needed that. It was after a couple poor plays from Levine, I believe. Uh, Vooch also got it going a little bit with his driving game and just like him establishing himself down low in this game. Like we know the Raptors don't play a normal center. So it stands to reason. It's like, okay, let's get Vooch playing some big boy ball deep in the paint in the post. Uh, but it's tough because the Raptors make it really hard to throw entry passes. Uh, the Raptors deficiencies just aren't as easy to take advantage of as they should be, right? Because they're able to make up with it with uh, length and speed and defensive intensity. But I thought Vooch did a really good job uh, remembering the main thing, keeping the main thing, the main thing. And that was attacking the Raptors inside. And, you know, there's ways to get him the ball, got to do it early in the shot clock. Uh, I like him putting the ball on the floor from the top of the key and driving. I think Vooch has always been sneakily skilled at that part of the game. And uh, Vooch had a very good game. And of course he hits the clutch three. We've seen Vooch hit a clutch three late in games, at least three or four times so far this year. Uh, And this was a big one. You saw DeMar DeRozan put his hands up and celebrate with Vooch, come over to the bench and hug him. So that was cool. A couple, couple takeaways here. One, if the Bulls have DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine in the lineup, they should be able to stick with most teams in the league. Like those two guys are both so good at isolation scoring. They play off each other so well that as long as the Bulls got those two guys available, even while they have all these other dudes hurt, they should be able to keep it going. Where the injuries really take a toll is on the bench. Yeah. 
the Bulls bench last night was not good. Awful. And after a bunch of good games in a row from Kobe, I think he had 13 straight games and double figure scoring. He's now had like three or four tough games in a row, starting with that horrible game against the Milwaukee Bucks where he yeah. went 0 for 9 from 3. So Kobe was playing real well. Now he's in like a mini funk, got a snap out of the mini funk because the Bulls need a scoring. I think Kobe did drop 22 against the Magic, but that was in a game where he also went like 1 of 7 from 3. Yeah, the three-point shooting has just been really bad. So – you know, the shot's got to fall. Of course, that's going to be the case for everyone. It doesn't make or miss league, especially for someone as dependent on the jump shot as Kobe is. But with Io in the starting lineup, the Bulls bench is pretty brutal. It's going to be a lot of Troy Brown, a lot of Matt Thomas, some Tyler Cook. Tyler maybe Cook we'll minutes see, were real bad last night. He was minus maybe 15. We'll see some McKinney, maybe yeah. we'll see some Malcolm Hill, whatever it is. The bench is where you're going to miss guys, right? But the way to overcome this is with good Vooch games with a diminished bench. I don't think the bulls have the ability to overcome Vooch poop in his pants. <laughs> and he's going to have to be a consistent offensive producer for the bulls to win while Caruso's out while Lonzo's out while Derek Jones is out. Yeah. That dropped after we recorded the other night after the thunder game that Derek Jones bro- broke his finger in like a freak accident at the advocate center. Uh, and he's also, it's this freaking six to eight week boys. Uh, was, he's also now out six to eight weeks and that's uh, just tough for the depth front court depth because yeah, we got a lot of Tyler Cook, or not a lot, but we got Tyler Cook, and he was totally ineffective as a minus 15. Just the, the down, the downgrade from Vooch to Tyler Cook was huge. Uh, Billy clearly does not trust Tony, uh, Tony Bradley at this point. Marco uh, is just obviously just not ready to play in the NBA and probably shouldn't even be on the team at this point. So like, yeah, the bench is just in a tough spot right now, as you said. Uh, I mean, this game yesterday, the Bulls were, I mean, we talk about how good like the Raptors defense is like when they're like, when they're really like locked in the bulls roasted them in that first half, the starters got out. They were up 14, like real fast. Then the bench came in and they sucked. Raptors got back in the game. The bull starters come back in, blow it open. They score 67 points in the first half up 17. Uh, and they were just absolutely killing them. And then in the second half, the Raptors picked things up. Starters kind of fell apart. The bench continued to suck. And that's how you almost lose the game. But I mean, I tweeted last night, just like how, how is this Raptors team? Like, I think they're like 20th in defensive rating coming into yesterday. And I, I know they've had like Siaka missed the start of, start of the year. Fred Van Vliet did not play yesterday. They've had, I think just a lot of health issues too, but like, that's a, like you said, pack of Raptors, terrifying team when they're on, but like we saw the bulls roast them for a good, for that, for that first half, the starters really had it going. Vooch with his passing was absolutely killer. Demar was Demar and Zach were both going. So yeah, I mean, that's just a great example of what you just said. Like when those three guys have it going, the bulls can make up for their bench just being super weak right now. You can't have those bad Vooch games. And that kind of goes back to what the article I wrote the other day for bloggable. It's like when Vooch is good, the bulls are going to have a good chance in most games when he's bad, they're probably going to go real bad and lose. Also, I'm going to say it probably 50 more times on this podcast because our boys going to be out for a while, but miss you AC. I really do. <laughs> I think the team, the team really misses Alex Caruso, his communication on the floor defensively, uh, just the intensity he brings on every possession Obviously, Caruso's a flawed player, too, especially on the offensive end of the floor. But you know what? Caruso's contributions are so meaningful and so valuable to the Bulls. You know, you just wonder if Caruso's on the floor, are they blowing these big leads against the Thunder and the Raptors? I would like to think they're not. Uh, You know, the Bulls have blown leads with Caruso on the floor uh, earlier this year. But I do think that his presence is very essential 
And uh, fuck you, Grayson Allen, for taking him out. <laughs> Still, always, forever and ever. Fuck Grayson Allen. Uh, I think that's probably good here. We can wrap it up. Uh, we just wanted to talk some DeMar. We want to honor DeMar DeRozan. Congratulations to DeMar for his all-star uh, starter appearance and then talk a bit about Bulls Raptors. So again, uh, next Bulls game will be tomorrow night. We are recording Thursday night right now. Uh, Bulls at Spurs Friday. And then they Sunday they play, they host the Portland Trailblazers. I said I will be at that game, so I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, so that'll be fun. So yeah, that's for us here at Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. Shout out to the Blue Wire Network. As always, if you like what we're doing here at Cash, please go check out all the other great pods across the Blue Wire Network, whether it's NBA or other sports. We have a great selection here at Blue Wire for us here at Cash. Please rate and review us. Give us those five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are also on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all those all those good places. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore J. Ricky is at SBN underscore Ricky. And then shout out to Fuzz Gun for our intro. Go check out his SoundCloud. So for us here at Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast, we will talk to you guys next, next time. And congrats to Mark DeRozan on being an all-star starter. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.